Of course, big news today, multiple reports that the Utah Jazz have narrowed in on Will Hardy to be their next head coach. John Corrales joins us next, and he's a uh, reports for the Boston Sports Journal and hosts the Locked On Celtics podcast. John, thanks for your time today. No, it's my pleasure. Happy, happy to help you uh, sort this out. <laughs> yeah, so we knew that Hardy was uh, on the list, and kind of reading the, the between the lines seemed to be uh, uh, one of those guys that was raising as a potential finalist. And then the news today that he's going to be the guy. Um, I know he was only in Boston for one season, but what has your interaction been with him? Well, my personal interaction with him has been limited due to COVID restrictions. So that that I, I can I can say we, we've been kept at a, a distance from the Celtics' assistance. But I can tell you that watching him from afar, that he was an integral part of the system there in Boston. He's Ime Odoka's number one guy. I've talked to Ime about him and his importance to the team. And, you know, it's a guy that Ime has relied on to get through that first season. And uh, I think that Will Hardy had a huge role to play in the Celtics getting to the finals. Um, The reaction from the Celtics players has been phenomenal. Uh, I think everybody's really, really happy for him, which speaks to the level of respect that they have for him. And you can see that. You can see that in how he interacted with the players when we did get a chance to watch some of the practices. Um, I think that he's a very highly respected guy. And that goes back to his days in San Antonio where there was some chatter about him. If he stuck around and wanted to wait it out, he could have been one of the guys that replaced Greg Popovich. So his star has been rising for a little bit. When uh, his role with uh, with Coach Udoka's staff was he more of the offensive guy i know sometimes they have an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator do you know what his primary role was or he kind of helped he oversee a lot of all encompassing he was more all encompassing i think with with them um he, I, for sure um he had a big role offensively um running through i think he was one of the guys that while Ime was focusing on big picture stuff Will is the guy that was focusing on the, the like the the really getting into the nitty gritty in, in practices and managing the game in terms of who had fouls and and who you know uh, who was who was ready to sub in and who in the scouting report say hey we were talking about this guy and that guy you know this could be a good matchup and and kind of working with Ime in that regard so. Um, I have seen him working heavily with the offense, but I think he's more of an all-encompassing kind of guy for the Celtics. I know he's uh, limited with his head coaching experience. He led the Spurs summer league teams a couple of times, uh, but probably one of the things that's most intriguing to me, besides being Udoka's number one in Boston, was how Popovich took him uh, to accompany him when the when he was the head coach of the 2019 uh, Basketball World Cup squad that had pretty impressive other coaches on his staff and one of the few uh, young assistants that he took with him was uh, Will Hardy so seems to be a pretty bright up and coming coach who understands the game in a different way yeah I mean again he's such a big part of what Emi Odoka was doing um, it's a big blow to the Celtics to, to see him go and I, I think for people in Utah what you're getting is, is someone who obviously is young he's 34 years old he understands some of where the league has come 
where it is at this point. And I think he's, he's part of this next generation of how do you overcome some of the things that, that have been going on in the league. And, and I think part of what the Celtics have been doing offensively, you know, I know he worked closely with Derek White, and he's, you could see him working with Jason Tatum and those guys. You know, getting those guys to become uh, more distributors, get, getting those guys to move more. I think, I think what you're going to see with the Utah Jazz is a, a, a carryover from the defensive importance. He, he was just on a team that was the number one defense, and he saw how that carried the Celtics into the finals. But I think he's also a, a pretty creative, offensive mind. So I think his youth and his experience, he, he has extensive experience for a guy that age on the sidelines for two high-quality franchises. John Corrales with Boston Sports Journal and host of the Locked On Celtics podcast, uh, talking about Will Hardy. And this is a guy who, uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell was on that 2019 uh, World Cup uh, team, and so he has some familiarity with with Donovan Mitchell. But uh, allegedly, or I should say, reportedly, one of the things that stood out was his vision for the Jazz and the role for Donovan Mitchell. And he comes from uh, an organization in Boston that has some really talented young stars as well. So uh, one of the things that was kind of interesting to me, noting the finalists, is who would be able to connect with the current players and. The reaction so far from Boston to uh, him getting this promotion from their players, have you sensed some of that reaction so far? Yeah, I mean, the guys the guys are really kind of active in, in expressing their congratulations. And Jason Tatum, Grant Williams have already sent out their tweets of congratulations. Tatum saying, couldn't be happier for my guy, extremely deserving. Uh, Grant Williams, you know, hate to lose you, uh, but no one more deserving can't wait to see you lead. I think these guys... This, this Celtics team was a very special team, not just because they got to the finals, but I think everything that they've been through, you think about this past season, everything that they've been through adversity-wise, you have Will Hardy right alongside as, as Ime Udoka's number two. Having gone through all of that, having navigated players, kind of some friction, I mean, I'm going to be saying things that are familiar, I think, to Jazz fans. <laughs> Getting through some obstacles where things haven't been working according to the expectations and how to get a team to get on board, how to get a team to buy in and connect with those guys, like you mentioned, connect with those guys to get them all on the same page and understand, like, hey, whatever, whatever you've got going on personally, there's a goal here. There's a... Uh, there's a bigger picture here. So having gone through that with the Celtics and their midseason turnaround, I'm sure it's something that was appealing. And, you know, it's not a surprise that Danny Ainge went this route. And Danny Ainge still has very, very close ties to the Celtics organization. He was in the building for the finals. He was there talking to all of these guys specifically. So he, more than anybody, has an inside read on what the players and executives think of Will Hardy. So if Ainge is, is selling, is, is signing off on this, I can tell you there's no one that has more inside information on Will Hardy. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you about that connection with Danny Ainge and just what the feeling is there in Boston that it looked like he was a guy that was going to you know, sail off into retirement and all of a sudden he's gotten back into things with Utah. Uh, and I think it was initial... 
um, gut reaction when Quinn Snyder said he was going to step down that people thought, well, certainly there should be, there's probably going to be some Boston connection in whomever <laughs> succeeds him, and that's how it's played out. But it, it, certainly his connection and understanding of Boston is one thing, but Will Hardy still had to win the job on his own merits, and, and that sounds like Absolutely. he's doing that. Yeah, I mean, that's, you don't just give the job to somebody that you, know, you like and say, hey, you know, th- these are, these, there are 30 jobs, and there are more than 30 deserving people. And many of them work in the league already, and it's, it's a tough, tough competition. When one of these jobs opens up, you owe it to the team to say, okay, we're going to cast the so-called wide net. But again, I, Danny, Danny, I think, kind of in a way considers himself to still have, like, he's, he's there in Utah, and which is no surprise that he went in, in so quickly to Utah. But he's still very, very close with everybody there in, in Boston. So, yes, this, and, and you had two Celtics assistants yeah. as finalists. So uh, I think that speaks to the organization as well. Um, but, yeah, they, he, he had to beat out some talented people. And I think when you look at the overall kind of body, and first of all, not a retread, not just some guy that you say, okay, we're going to get, Mike D'Antoni, we're going to get, you know, one of these other guys. Um, you go with a younger, kind of more connected to the, the more mo- current modern NBA. You go with that guy. You go with a guy who comes from a program, two programs, I should say, because you got to, most of this, most of his um, accolades do stem from the San Antonio days. Right. You get, you get all of that. Um, you know, it, it makes sense that a guy like Hardy rises to the top of the list and ends up getting the job. But yeah, he he had to win that job. There was there was no gift to him. There was no anything like that. He went out and earned that job. And I I can just tell you that when I heard that Will Hardy was was in consideration for that job, I just kind of knew that he would be in that mix, in that final mix, I, I had a feeling that he wasn't going to be long for Ime's staff. So this, this, is, this is a deserved hiring and, and, and really not surprising to me. Uh, the Athletics' Tony Jones reporting that, um, that Hardy was able to uh, win the team, win the Jazz on, on his idea about demanding accountability. What did you yeah. see on the sidelines and how that coaching staff was able to get accountability from their players in that buy-in that was necessary. This is the number one thing that boss that happened in Boston, that Ime came in and that was his number one thing with these guys have to be accountable for when you make mistakes. Um, and, and it goes from top to bottom. So it's, it's not a surprise that that was a, a main kind of selling point from Will Hardy and you, you look at the Celtics team and their turnaround, and I think one of the central points of it centers at um, a film session that was had in, in January where Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart were the heavy, heavy focus of mistakes that were being made. And it wasn't just, hey, you know, Grant Williams coming off the bench or 
one of these ancillary players or, or even like a Robert Williams. It, it's the stars. It's the, your, your top guys, your point guard, your top stars, um, holding those guys accountable and making sure that everybody's accountable to each other, that everybody can say things to one another and not be personally offended when one person says something. You, you say it, you hash it out, and then when it's done, it's done, and you don't take it personally. Ime Udoka has said that countless, countless times when we've talked to him, when I've talked to him. And it's, it's kind of a natural carryover that Will Hardy would see all of that and be a party to all of that, too. I mean, he, you see him talking to players um, when, when some of the uh, – during timeouts, you can see him turning around to the players and, and kind of getting into their faces and, and explaining and, and – even during the course of a game, pointing and you know the 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 extra, the, the on the fly explanation stuff. So everybody was was accountable in Boston. This that was a, a central tenet to the hiring of Ime and the staff coming in. So yeah, I think I think that's something that you're gonna you're gonna hear a lot when it comes to Will and and making sure that the guys can communicate openly and the the staff can communicate openly and, and that those guys can get past mistakes and work through mistakes and, and get to where they need to go. One of the things that was always intriguing to me during this uh, playoff run for Boston is that we saw other teams with uh, a traditional defensive center kind of be ruled uh, you know, irrelevant and, and exit the, the playoffs, but Boston was somehow still able to continue to play and get to the finals even though they had a quote-unquote offensively limited center, but still be able to play well and use his uh, impact defensively. Certainly that reminds Jazz fans of how the Jazz have been built. A great defensive center, maybe not a back-to-the-basket, hit threes from beyond the perimeter kind of a guy, but how a good defensive center can exist on a team. But it really depends on how that perimeter is defended as well. And I think that's what was lacking for Utah, and it seems like Boston was able to figure that out, but certainly they had the roster to do that. And I think that's one of the big questions for Utah in this offseason is how they develop that roster. And frankly, one of the big decisions and questions heading into free agency without a, up until now, a head coach, you know, what's the direction of the team going from here? But I think they can take some good lessons from watching how Boston was able to do that. Yeah, look, this is now where Danny Ainge and now, you know, uh, in, in that front office that's kind of being retooled, how do they how do they support the Will Hardy hiring? Because he's going to come in and he has his ideas. And there's only so much that you can do um, in the course of one offseason, but the Celtics were uniquely constructed. And the I think one of the more underrated elements to why Boston was successful was Al Horford, and and you got to ask yourself who's who's your Al Horford in this scenario? Can can somebody on that team be used in in that way? And if it's Gobert, if he sticks around and you use him in that way, then who becomes the Robert Williams? Do you go and get a different guy like that? And does does Will Hardy try to duplicate some of the stuff that they did, or does you know? I think more likely you just use what you have. And I think you rely on Will Hardy to say, okay, these are the types of players that we have. The best head coaches don't have a particular 
system per se. They can tailor what they do best around the personnel. So that I think is going to be where someone with the basketball IQ of a Will Hardy can can really shine is these are the guys that we have. You, you, you built a very three-point heavy offense. How do you kind of work with that and tweak it? How do you work with Donovan Mitchell to grow his game like they grew the games of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown? And, and how do you create a, a defensive team around the you know, a perennial defensive player of the year candidate and, and, and make it all work as a cohesive unit rather than, oh, we got Rudy back there. He'll just block the shot. And that's not how it's supposed to be. That helps. Yeah. That helps. But I think sometimes you can get a little too reliant on that. And, and when he steps up and no one's back there to help him out, then it, it falls on him. And, and, and that's, you know, I've been, I've been a Gobert kind of critic to, to some degree, but I do acknowledge that there's, he, he can't just do it by himself. You can only block so many shots. And I think that's going to be the biggest challenge for, for Hardy over there is how do, you, how do you get that defense to make life easier on Gobert so he can be the eraser and the, the focal point of that defense to get you out and running? I know this may be too hard of a question to answer, and it's my final question for you, but any uh, any ideas on who he might bring with him uh, to be a part of his staff? Ooh, um, I don't know. That's a good question, man. I, I don't know how many of Boston's assistants might go. I mean, he might decide to take one or two. Um, it's it, it, And it just depends on where those guys feel more comfortable. Um, it'd be very interesting for uh, Will and Ime if, they're, if, if Will all of a sudden <laughs> says, yeah, I'm, I'm not only leaving, I'm taking three guys with me. Right. Um, he, he may, he, it, it'd be interesting to see who he targets because there, there are some guys on this, on this um, coaching staff that are pretty close to Celtics players um, if he if he tries to lure a couple of guys away, it may be interesting, kind of a long term play to say, uh, like for example, uh, Celtics assistant Tony Dobbins works very closely with Jalen Brown. If you see if you see Tony Dobbins follow um, Will Hardy to Utah, you're going to start to see, hey, wait a minute, Jalen Brown and Donovan Mitchell are pretty close. Jalen Brown's eligible extension eligible right now. He's got a couple years left in his contract. Um, is there is there something there? Because all of a sudden you're starting to build a, a, a place where one of Boston's stars could be like, well, a friend of mine's there, a coach I respect is there, a coach I've played for is there. Um, maybe there's some something there. So uh, I don't know who he might take, but you just put a thought into my head that makes me wonder if he takes certain guys. It could be an interesting kind of long-term gambit. Well, it's going to be fun to see how this plays out, especially the next few days when we get into free agency, how that affects uh, potential targets. And now they know who the head coach is. And then I don't think the, the trade season is over by any means. So it's still going to be an interesting offseason in the NBA. Uh, John Corrales, thank you so much for joining us uh, with uh, Boston Sports Journal, host of the uh, Locked On Celtics podcast. And uh, appreciate the insight and uh, enjoy the rest of your summer. I know it's going to be entertaining.
Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, John. Uh, great stuff there. Insight about Will Hardy, who he is, what his background is, and influence with the Boston Celtics. A bit of an insight as to what that might bring to Utah as they move into a new era with their next head coach.